Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Not the Ellen Road return Jonathan Woodgate was hoping for, but it will be 4-0 at Leeds on Saturday afternoon, as you well know. Uh, myself, Dom Sean, Phil Talentire are, are heading back home now after a grim afternoon, Phil, let's be honest. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was, it was probably the worst-case scenario. Um, we hope that Middlesbrough might somehow scrape a draw. We know Leeds are a good side. They're up there at the top for a reason. We know Middlesbrough aren't at the top for a reason. Um, the game plan really went out the window the moment that... That, that Borough conceded in the third minute what, it, with what was a poor goal. I mean, Leeds had already created one good chance, hadn't they, by that stage, and they really looked up for it. Um, a, a very a very makeshift Middlesbrough side, you'd have to say. Paddy McNair back in the defence, which obviously weakens the midfield. Johnny Housen at right back. Um, Jonathan Woodgate afterwards saying that there's no way Paddy could have played for 90 minutes in midfield given the glute injuries that, that he's got. So... Um, it was make do and mend. You know, it was a difficult afternoon for players like Mark Bowler. You know, up against a very talented Leeds attack. Yeah. Um, so all in all, the moment Borough went behind, it was going to be a big ask. They did make a decent fist of getting a toe hold in the game, sort of from I'd say 20 minutes to 40 minutes. Um, Without threat. Well, they weren't threatening. No, but at least they weren't getting peppered. I think neither goalkeeper had much to do in that 20 minute spell. Got, got right into half-time, or stoppage time, should I say, before half-time. And the key there was just going 1-0 down and see if you can find something in the second half. And, of course, Leeds got that second. And, and from that point onwards, it was game over, really. The, I think I think the thing, the takeaway for me afterwards, Jonathan Woodgate talked again and again about how good Leeds were and the best team we've faced this season, they're going up, etc, etc. And it, it was hard to argue with any of that. But the alarming thing was, you know, only a matter of months ago, Borough and Leeds were rivals. I looked there and, and when Leeds came to Borough in February, six points, seven points separated them after Leeds scored in the, in the whatever it was, 98th minute. Um, this Such a huge gulf seems to have been formed in such a little time. Yeah, it's remarkable really, isn't it? Um, when you look back to the game at Ellen Road, the start last season, you know, the, the joint neck, top and beating neck, both neck of them. The top yeah. and Borough edge, most people would say Borough edged that meet in the nil-nil draw at Ellen Road so but yeah. I think that's more I think I think the gulf though is, is more to do with where the clubs are heading than, yeah. than, than the sides yeah. you, know, you look at the players who, Borough, who who've left that Borough squad since then and, and who's come in that bench on Saturday it felt to me you know not taking anything away from the lads that came on but you wonder whether it was of a message looking ahead to January you know and I know there's loads of players out but even those who are coming back in how many game changers have Borough got in the squad we said it earlier in the season didn't we even when Borough had the senior players in you look to the bench and, and you know game changers well, the likes of Marcus Brown who we haven't seen anything of yet let's be honest no. but you're relying on these players inconsistent players inconsistent forward players who were playing in League One last year well, we know, don't we, that Middlesbrough didn't get the players they wanted in, in the summer. There's no secret about that. that. Yes, they brought the three young lads in, they're all League One players, but really the, the, 
Middlesbrough are crying out for craft and creativity in the centre of the park. Experienced players probably up front. We know they were trying to get someone like Glatzel. They also tried to get Nekatia, however you pronounce it, the lad who's on, you know, on the Leeds bench, funnily enough. Um, so Middlesbrough are paying the price for that poor window in terms of strengthening. Obviously, you lose a player like Stuart Downing. I think it was probably the best thing for everybody that he didn't stay, but Borough haven't replaced him. And, you know, when you think of when Borough were at their best over the last couple of seasons, it was when Braithwaite was playing well. It was when Stuart Downing was playing well. Those players have gone and haven't been replaced. And the fact that, you know, Middlesbrough had to recall Tyrone O'Neill from Darlington, and then the, the, to, to, to bolster the, the bench, as you say, and then the fact that he actually got on the pitch as well, you know, good luck to the lad, and I hope he progresses from that. But you know, he's not ready for championship football. I don't think anyone, pre- I don't think anyone would pretend he, would, he is. So I, 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 I do think you can, you, there is a degree of, you know, the injuries are biting, no doubt about it. George Friend would have made a difference this season for what he brings as much as anything. You know, somebody like that, that big sort of character. You know, Darren Randolph was missed today, wasn't he? On a difficult afternoon, you know, poor Ainsley Pears was probably at fault for the first goal. Um, so you, you take six or seven or eight players out of any championship team and they'll struggle. And I think Leeds had injuries last season and they struggled as well. So th- th- that is an issue. But, but absolutely, the, the squad's, you know, so thin. And I think the thing is as well, we, we just talked about this, Tom, didn't we? About, you know, Leeds... On paper, look a great team, but it's not. It's not necessarily packed with superstars. But you know, went through the back four. You've got Stuart Dallas, who's a converted left back. You know, Liam Cooper isn't a superstar defender. Ben White on loan from Brighton. Who was he at Newport not so long back? Um, the, the thing that struck me about Leeds today and last season to a certain extent, but it was the very early stage. Of, I wasn't at the home, the Borough home, uh, Borough Leeds home game at the Riverside, but the, the, the Ellen Road game last year, very early stage of Bielsa. The thing that struck me about today, watching Bielsa, you know, we all know he sits on his booking yeah. and whatever, but very, very, very well, never do, does he stand up and bark out orders. He's got a couple of his uh, assistants, his yeah. lieutenants, who, yeah. who, are, who are, you know, not barking out the orders, but but you know issuing yeah. commands in there. But it feels like the team is that well coached and well drilled that they don't need it, and it's almost you know all of that stuff is done during the week. Yeah. And come the weekend, it's you know the, 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 every player knows exactly what the role is, and, yeah. and you know in that first half, the the pace that they played, the, the intensity, Borough's midfield was blown away, wasn't it? I, yeah. I, I know Lewis Wing is struggling this season. I still don't think Borough getting the best out of him in the holding role. No. Another game past George Savile by, um, yeah. and I thought Tavernier really struggled to build on his on his performance against Barnsley. Um, and, and you know, it really, it, it's it's very worrying for Adam Clayton that, given all of the issues at the minute, he still can't get in the team. Well, I think you, you know we've just touched, touched on you know Paddy McNair um, and Johnny Housen playing in defence. Those two would be you know. Walk into the midfield if, if Borough's defence was up to scratch, wouldn't it? Um, you're absolutely right about Clayton. Clearly, he's just not in the manager's plans. If he can't get in the situation like Borough in at the moment, where you know he 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 should be the glue that holds the team together with his experience, but obviously Woodgate sees what he sees on the training ground and doesn't think he can do a job. So we've got to trust him on that. I think the fundamental difference between with a full strength side and somebody like Leeds that we saw today is the attacking options isn't it you know Middlesbrough could probably defend pretty well and have done quite often when they've you know been rigid and solid but um, 
what, what, what they're going to do to hurt teams. We've seen it time and again this season. You know, they haven't got a Hernandez. They have Patrick Bamford was, you know, you know, we saw what he could do at Burr in the 2015 season when Burr got to. He was outstanding that season. We know he's a good player, uh, despite you know some of the stick he got today. Um, Jack Harrison, you know, he came to Borough but at the wrong time in his career. He was never going to feature that much for Borough. And, and I, I watched him today. I mean, he, he gave Johnny Housen a rough old drive, didn't he? Yeah. What Borough would give for a Jack Harrison now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think obviously they, they spotted the talent in him, understandably. Yeah, yeah. But he'd just come off a long gap between seasons. He'd been playing in America. He was never going to hit the ground running. It was impossible for him. It was a bit of a wasted signing if we brutally Well, talking, if brutally talking to the, lead, the lads who cover Leeds this week, they said this season he, he looks a different player to last season he's kicked on and I, you know I was reading this week Bielsa was saying that he wants Nicotia next season as well yeah. and you wonder whether he sees an element of, of that there as well that um, you know although he's not playing as much as Arsenal has liked this season he thinks that this year of just being in and around it and will uh, benefit him next year but I think bringing it back to the Borough perspective that's what's worrying about January Woodgate touched on loans there the problem is if you, you bring in loan players in Really, the, the reason players are available on loan is because if they're a senior player, they're out of favour. Yeah. And, and therefore, probably out of shape, i.e. Rajiv van der Parra last year. Yeah. Um, if it's a young player, then are they... Do need another 21-year-old? You know, yeah. Borough can't afford to bring someone in in January and give them six weeks to settle in. No. And no. that's what I think makes... It, it's very, very, very rare... You get a Gaston Ramirez in January. Yeah, and Borough were flying at the top of the the, the championship when Gaston signed. So I, it's why it's what makes January so difficult, isn't it? Yeah. And yet it's so important. Well, I mean, I think I think the thing is as well. We, you know, I think one of the reasons why mid Leeds looked so impressive was the fact that every just about every player in that team fears for his place. You can see it in the desperation of the and way Woodgate's someone like, talked about yeah, that. Yeah, the way Bamford plays, the way you know one of the, you know, the midfielders. That you know, Costa hasn't been starting every game. You know, they they're big signings. Yeah. You know, people like you know people like Costa, and yet they're not guaranteed the place. So they've got to deliver week in week out. We know, due to the circumstances, that most Borough players are walking into the team come what may. Well, bring Jordan, some belong with one leg today. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and he starts, and he has to start because yeah. there's no other option. Um, George Shovel walked straight back in the team after a suspension because he needed the numbers in midfield. There's no evidence for his recent performances that he's warrants a first team start but he has to play because Borough just don't have the numbers so I think there was an element certainly even at the start of the season where Brits place wasn't under threat and I think I don't think we were getting enough out of him I think he has picked up in the last few weeks but so that is an issue for me so that again you talk about January getting the players who I mean obviously they're going to have to be good enough to come straight in the team they're going to have to improve what Borough have got there's no good getting people who are just as good just the same as what you've already got that's going to be a huge ask and it's you know and how are you going to convince players to come you know if you're a if you're an up and coming player who's got a lot of ability you know you might with the Premier League club um, you maybe if you stay where you are you might play two or three times in the Cups before the end of the season but you might be able to do a great job in the Championship um, are you going to are you going to want a club come to a club that's in the bottom six of the, of the you know of the championship well, well in the summer Marcus Brown Anthony Dykesdale and Mark Bowler all talked about being sold um, by the long term vision of the club well, yeah. as soon as it, it spoke to Jonathan Muggett and I know you know it's what you, it's what footballers say when they sign for a new club but the, there was there was a, a, a general theme wasn't there to what the new signings were saying that selling that vision 
is so much more difficult when you're 21st. Oh, in, in the table, yeah. you know, because yeah. I mean, how I can mean, you sell a long-term vision when you can't give any assurances that you're not going to be playing in League One in five months' time? Exactly, you've got, you've got a. It's difficult, you know. We always knew this season was one of transition. Um, I think everyone accepted that, but I'm sure the chairman believed that this season would be a transition where Borough would be eighth, ninth, tenth on a good week, maybe it's pushed to push for the top six. That was the idea, I'm sure it was. And I'm sure that was Jonathan Woodgate's plan as well, to finish as high as possible. Nobody's... If you go in a season where you, you're really mentally attuned to the fact that you're probably not going to go up, it's a very difficult balancing act, isn't it? Because, rightly so, Borough are, are, are retooling themselves for a new future. They have to do that. The, the, the old way is, wasn't working. But, but it's, a, it's left them with a very thin, young squad... Um, and, and that isn't at the moment picking up enough points to guarantee uh, championship safety and that, that is just the way things are that's not us being over dramatic we're just telling it how it is that, that squad after 19 games you're getting on towards nearly half a season now um, is, is, is struggling to, 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 to keep its head above water in what is an incredibly competitive division and the teams around them most of them started the season knowing they were in a battle I don't think Borough necessarily did. So you've got all those factors, and as you say, how, how do you how do you improve that squad when you're down there, when you're fighting for your lives? Um, it's it's a huge ask for Middlesbrough, and short, and it goes back to the thing. It's almost short of throwing money at the situation because loan good loan players you have to pay for them now, don't you? Well, well, we yeah. know that, that you know we're talking you know more than a million pounds sometimes million pounds plus plus their salaries or, or a portion of the salaries for good loan players um, that, that there's a financial implication there before January there's obviously some huge games we were saying in the office this week weren't we that it feels like and it's, it's probably the damning diamond really of where we're find themselves that their fate won't be decided by games against the likes of Leeds and Nottingham Forest away um, that said a defeat in that manner like that today yeah. obviously doesn't help the mood uh, surrounding the club, particularly in the stands. But, but the point is, you know, the, the games that you look at and think, well, we need to win. Uh, Charlton at home, Charlton are in free fall, although they might be boosted by what's happened in the league and the, off the pitch this week. Um, Forest, I'm uh, sorry, Huddersfield home as well, and, and that Stoke game. Um, Johnny Housen was up to, to speak to the press after the game, and, and he said that it almost the players haven't they? they've said a lot this season about how positive it is at Rockcliffe the yeah. players are positive the squads are positive Woodgate's in every week and Housen said he was talking about when he's been in relegation battles before with, with Leeds and Norwich and he said it, it, it almost feels strange and weird to say that it's positive but it is and that, that's good to hear and, and, and Woodgate's clearly doing a, a good job of, of keeping morale high but do you worry at all that that positivity may be um, papers over yeah. the, the reality of the situation? I mean, what's pleasing is I know, I know the Leeds game was a, a, a really bad day at the office but yeah, I get the feeling that the players buying into what Woody wants to do you know you can tell when a dressing room as, 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 as lo- when the managers lost the dressing room you could probably go back to the back end of the Karanka reign that the, 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 there was a split there was a, there was a divide and probably some players were his players and some players were that kind of thing it happens happens in a lot of clubs there's a feeling that when the when the players 
and putting it in for the manager you can tell and I don't think that's the case that isn't the problem at the moment the fans at the moment I still I know there's a lot of criticism on social media but the fans in the stadiums home and away are supportive they're back in the team they're back in Woody um, the danger comes for any manager when that changes you know either the players lose heart or the or the fans lose heart and if the pressure comes on the board at any club that's when the manager starts to worry about his position I think I think there was probably a little bit of that, the, the, the overconfidence maybe at the start of the season, going back to what I'm saying about the team thought they could possibly go through a season of transition and still battle at the top half of the table. And you kind of feel, oh, you only have to lose 5% of, of concentration and application for a team to slide very quickly. And you lose a couple of good players as well, as Borough did in the summer, then you, that, that, that just compounds the problem. So I think there might be a little bit I can't believe there's any Borough players now in that dressing room who don't really think they're in for a fight. Um, now, if they believe they're good enough to get out of that, 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 that's good to hear, isn't it? You wouldn't like to think that we sat there thinking we do, we can't get out of this. But, so, I, I, I get what you're saying about the positivity, um, but because I can't, the, the I, I can't believe those Borough players who, who were turning up and scrapping and, and, and trying to dig a result out week in, week out, are not aware of where the team is at the moment. Because it's funny, isn't it? Because you, you hear every week. I mean, Bielsa in his programme notes today was effectively saying what Jonathan Woodgate had said that the, that the league table doesn't always reflect yeah. performances. Um, every single week, we hear managers talking up Borough's squad, the quality in the squad, the quality in the team. Really, the Barnsley manager this week was the first person who didn't. Really, yeah. he came and said what he said about the um, the, the counter-attacking style and, and the form. Um, but you know, the, the, the quality of the team and, and the quality of the squad that we keep hearing so much about. Well, clearly at the minute that, and, and I get that the, the, the squad depth isn't there, but the team on the player names on paper can't get you results, can they? Of course not. No, absolutely not. Um, the simple fact of the matter, we, we spoke about this, didn't we? You know, coming out of the ground at Leeds. As things stand at the moment, which Borough players would get in the Leeds team? You know, that, that's a simple comparison. Um, and, Randolph? And, 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 yeah, and those, those clubs weren't too far apart not so long ago. Um, so, a lot of those players, you know, I think probably all guilty of probably looking at a transfer fee and saying well that's he's a good player or you know you look at the transfer fees Burr have spent on players in that squad there's a lot of money there you know not many teams have spent 15 million pound on a striker there's the money that they spent on George Saville you know Paddy McNair didn't come cheap um, you know Darren Randolph was a relatively expensive acquisition for that for the, for the second tier so when you look at it in those terms uh, it, it just smacks that the Borough didn't get value for money, did they? When he come, when when push comes to shove, with, with the possible exception of you know, we're only now seeing what McNair can do. You know, it's staggering that he didn't feature last season. Yeah, George Savile, I know, I know. You know, this week, for example, we had um, sorry, Jonathan, Darren, Rand Darren Randolph. By the way, it was good value for money as well. Sorry. This week we had Jonathan Muggett talking about um, how Patrick Bamford almost had to be sacrificed because they were cutting cost. But then you think, well, the. the a similar a similar fee was spent on George Savile. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone could argue with who they'd rather have in the Borough no, squad, no, Borough no, team right now. That was a massively overpaid for him. You know, we've just it's been at the club. What you know, 
getting on for a year and a half, and I, I'm still not quite sure what you know what he can bring to the team. And I don't think anyone could say that's been harsh. He's, he's had enough opportunities. Um, he just hasn't staked a claim. He hasn't made himself undroppable. You know, and th- those are the kind of decisions now that you know Jonathan Woodgate's paying the price for those decisions because he, you know, if if the squad that he has. The squad that he has isn't a cheap squad, and and the way, this, even though he's lost some key players, it's still a quite a high salary band, isn't it? So we know why Borough are in the situation they're at because there's because of the amount of money they've spent and they're committed on wages, and that's made it difficult for them to. Another reason why it's been difficult to to find the money to spend in, in transfer windows because a lot of it's tied up and they've got to balance the books and they've got to work within financial fair play. So I think a lot of people when they're looking at Borough squads look at the size of the transfer fees. But if you look at what those players potentially have, have delivered in the last, since, yeah. the, since the sign for the club, then then no, I, I don't think you can say Borough have a particularly great squad, you know. And I think it's maybe it's a little bit of an element of managers playing some kidology there as well. Um, but, but before we wrap up, um, the problems keep piling up for Woodgate because as well as obviously a defeat that, that it goes without saying he won't have enjoyed, Hayden Coulson missed out through injury, Hassan Belonga went off and never looked comfortable um, and Paddy McNair is now suspended for the game against Charlton next week. It, it was the cut-off today, wasn't it, for five yellow cards. He picked up that fifth yellow of the season, which means he's suspended. It's just another issue we could do without, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's bad enough that Paddy McNair's not 100% fit at the moment, but but the other situation, as you say, is he's, he's going to miss what is a huge game. And there was an argument, wasn't there, before the Leeds match, it's almost to say, do you write the game off? And I don't think you can do that, by the way. I don't think you can write any championship game off, but out of the two games, the one that Borough have to get a result in between Charlton and Leeds is Charlton, isn't it? Um, a team that have started well but might start sliding down the table, as you, you alluded to earlier. I think when you look at it, you know, the, that that number of players being out and, and there's no real evidence that they're going to be back particularly soon. Um, it's a huge problem for Woody and if you genuinely do feel for him because it's 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 hard enough to manage a club in the championship when you've got every single player available week in, week out. When you've got so many senior players, you know, in the in the in the uh, in the injury you know, treatment room getting 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 their injuries seen to it, it's it just makes it so more difficult and you can't the bench he keeps going to the bench and the bench can't deliver for him, can it? No, well, not the upbeat tripe we'd have liked to have recorded on the way back on this Saturday night, but thanks nonetheless for listening and, and please continue to read our reaction and analysis over the weekend. Thanks a lot, Phil. Cheers, mate.